so continuing on with the question, um, on August 2014, 18-year-old Michael Brown Jr. was shot and killed by Officer Darren Wilson, which took place in the city of Ferguson. This officer was acquitted of the charges. This is when Black Lives Matter Global Network was formed. Michael Brown Sr. and several Ferguson activists are requesting $20 million from the Black Lives Matter organization to help their community. They are wondering where is all the money going and how can they leave the families that's helping the community without funding? Um, you know, my thoughts on that one is um, I definitely commend Michael Brown Sr. for forming um, his organization, which is called Chosen for Change. He would like money to grow and expand the foundation to be able to organize. So, um, you know, it was very disheartening when Michael Brown was killed, you know, um, in 2014. And, you know, but it was also a great thing that Black Lives Matter stepped up and created the um, Global Network Foundation. But I do believe that, you know, the, the 90 million in donations was received that it would be great if they could um, give them money to do what they need to do on the ground as far as, you know, his organization that he has to do what he needs to do in that. So, you know, it has it has two components to it. You know, Black Lives Matter, you know, they're saying that the money is going to the organizations, but by them being the umbrella of Black Lives Matter, I do feel they should distribute a certain amount of money to each chapter so they can do what they need to do. So that's my um thought on that in there. I, I have a quick comment. Will you touched on something and I kind of I want to understand a little better. You said that um there's a um a lot that um so many others had died um you know senseless deaths prior to um, Michael Brown, it wouldn't be fair to just um, focus all that money for one family. So how, how would you, what would be your, um, like, how would you feel it would be fair to distribute the money then? And where do you start with the distributing of the money to the families or to organizations then? I mean, cause we, we can go all the way back to slavery. We can't go that far back. But what's the good starting point? Well, I, first of all, I, I wouldn't tell black lives matter how to spend their money. In other words, people gave them the money because they believed in what they were doing. Right? They were sympathetic mm -hmm. toward the cause. They were in support of the cause. Uh, okay. Attention to police brutality. Um, pressing local and uh, state and uh, federal governments to change laws regarding uh, police uh, police officers' conduct. Um, and training, and etc. Right? Um, uh so people believed in that and they, and it's a, that's an expensive fight. You're talking about a bunch of court battles, right? Right. So um, I, I, I don't want to tell them how to spend their money. Uh, the money that was given to them in trust to do in furtherance of what they've already begun. Um, in other words, there are organizations that have different aims. Uh, and, and locally, we're talking about organizations like... Uh, Urban League, right, and actually mm -hmm. for a better community, they have different goals, and so they're going to spend their money approaching, you know, housing and um, education, uh, uh, trade opportunities, those types of things. Um, 
And that's great because that's the goal. Those are the objectives of those particular organizations. And they differ from the, the objectives of Black Lives Matter. So I want to be careful not to uh, make turn try to turn them into an urban league or an Action for a Better Community or an NAACP because that's not who they are. Right. right. I, th- I think a, a, another good idea, maybe reach out to the families and, and maybe say, what, what would you like to do in memory of your loved one who lost their lives, you know, start a scholarship or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. where they can see where, you know, the money is going. That's just my opinion. Right. I think that's a great idea. You know, Yolanda, what you just said that part, but you know, it's, it's just so, um, you know, disheartening because I think they're looking at it as far as like, okay, it started with Trayvon Martin, the hashtag did. Right. Right. And then with Michael Brown, right. that's when the Black Lives right. Matter organization took off. Right. Right. You know, and that and that's that's what created um a big right. boom for them. And they as we right. know George Floyd. Right. Oh my God, it became bigger and people were donating more and more and more to them. And then the um they so they are the umbrella. So the chapters, you know, they they felt like okay, they felt like their funding should have came from the umbrella. Right. But there's so many chapters now, mm-hmm. they aren't able to distribute, you know, X amount of money to all the chapters. From my understanding, they did donate, you know, a certain amount of money to the chapters. But mm-hmm. one of the chapters, I believe, quote me, don't quote me, I think it was DC that turned down um, $500,000 that was offered from mm-hmm. the umbrella, which is the, the Black Lives Matter Foundation. Mm-hmm. They felt that it wasn't enough. So I guess they don't have enough money to go around for everybody because unfortunately it's so many black people that are that are killed every day that if they give money because you know um because of a death they wouldn't have anything. So I guess it's just it's just a catch twenty two, I guess. It's like, you know, can't win for losing with this situation. You know, so they do have to raise um they do have to raise money fundraisers on their own. Right. You know, I think if they have a particular thing they want to do that they should be able to go to them and maybe request, you know, finances right. for whatever they're trying to do. But again, uh, I, I'm sorry, I don't want to beat the point in the ground and I'm good for that. Um, when you talk about the continuum, um, there are hundreds of cases, you know, well-documented cases. You know, stretching again all the way back centuries. You pick two or three of those and say this is the ones who deserve twenty million dollars, right? Yeah, I, and and I completely understand where you, your point of view on that. I believe what it is is a big misunderstanding yeah. on how to establish funds. If you got a Black Lives Matter movement right. that is establishing ninety million and more dollars, and they're um, using those funds appropriately, meaning they're dispersing it to certain areas, like uh, like Denise said earlier, you can't reach every organization. You know, like you said earlier, ninety million dollars isn't enough. You know, maybe ninety trillion dollars based on the lives <laughs> that we've lost. Maybe that might be substantial, but we don't have $90 trillion to give away. They don't have $90 trillion to give away. But the families that um, are trying to receive money, um, I'm not thinking that they're going about it the right way, meaning that, 
okay if anyone was acquitted on these charges and you have to go to court to establish another means um, to get relief, then the organizations are supposed to be helping in that factor. You know, help them so that they can be financially correct, these families. You know, it's a lot of families that definitely look at the great number, $90 million, and say, well, why don't we have any money concerning that $90 million that we helped? We marched, we did this, we did that concerning this, and we're not having no funds. Okay, right. show them how to obtain the funds. Right. Help them to obtain their funds. Right. You know, that's what I believe they should be doing. Good point. Good point. Good point. Okay. Well, to another thought, um, it was stated that the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation expanding a three million grant relief fund to help struggling black families during the pandemic. If approved, the money is deposited into recipients' bank accounts or prepaid debit cards, sort of like a stimulus payment. What are our thoughts to that right there? Um, I see that we're being treated still unfairly. Um, to say, to use a stimulus, somewhat like a stimulus payment, um, to me, that's not, you're not, the situation is, isn't being recognized. That's how I look at it. To just slide money to the side and just say, okay, here, this is hush money. <laughs> you know, that's why, that's what I say. If you're going to give me, if you're going to consider it as a stimulus payment, um, you're going to put my money on a prepaid card and just say, here, there you go. Uh, go about your way. Nah, I do. I, I'm not, I'm not feeling that at all. So that, that, um, that three million, that was uh, for relief during the pandemic. That was to help the families that were struggling, you know, um, you know, with their bills and food. And many people had lost their jobs and things like that. So I, right, mm-hmm. And so, our, the Black Lives Matter movement has been nominated for the 2021 Nobel Peace Prize for the way a systematic change has spread around the world. My thought on that, I think that is phenomenal. I, you know, I'm happy for them that um, they have been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize because regardless of what, you know, all the different opinions, you know, um, that's going around, it's still um, a great thing they did. It was very empowering, you know, to the Black culture and it helped a lot and it brought so much awareness, you know, to um, people who were not woke people who were ignoring what was going on in the world as far as, you know, the senseless killings by police officers on the black race and things like that. So they definitely brought more awareness. This has, we know this has been going on for years and years and years, but just, they, they, they stood united and they brought the black culture um, together. People march, you know, so, and they brought more awareness around the world. So, um, yeah, I think they definitely deserve the 2021 Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah, I agree. I think that's I think that's awesome. I do. I think that's a good. That's awesome. Well, certainly. Good. Can you can you can you ladies hear me? Okay. Yes. 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 All right. Because apparently I'm buzzing in and out, but. Yeah, we lost you earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Stay woke, Will. Uh, wait, trust right. me. Uh, I'm, I'm certainly proud of them. 
uh, and congratulations on that end, right? That kind of notoriety. Um, uh, and I, it, it, with that kind of notoriety comes uh, conflict, right? People who feel like they're owed something for your success or, or you know what I mean? Um, it just, it just, uh, it comes challenges. Um, certainly, have, they just stay the course. I believe they'll be fine, but um, they still don't have the kind of money that will allow them to have the uh, the kind of even national impact uh, in communities that people would want them to have. I mean, three billion dollars per last conversation. You're talking about giving a hundred thousand families three hundred dollars. You know, and that money's gone. Right. So uh, it, it's not a lot of money relative to the needs. Um, so uh, we're talking about a one point trillion dollar package that was just passed to address the needs in the country. Right. One point nine trillion. And, and we're trying to, uh, you know, do what the disciples did in feeding the five thousand. Right. With the uh, three million dollars. So it's it's tough. It's tough, and uh, but I'm, I'm proud of them. Congratulations on the uh, denomination, and uh, it, it, certainly they they've done a remarkable job of bringing uh, some issues to the forefront. Absolutely, absolutely. I would definitely say congratulations. Also, it's much respected, it's much needed. Um, as uh, Denise said earlier, bringing the awareness um, forefront. And being united is greatly shown and the change has been accepted a lot better. You know, I'm seeing things on the news now where comments are being made where uh, suburban areas have said that their self, that their community and their school situations and their protection is much better than in the city. And they said it's undeserved because we protect ourselves, but yet the city has more complicated problems and they need more help. I was astounded by just hearing that. Just to, to see that they are, as we said, are more aware of the situation that goes on in the in the city. I was like, wow. I said the suburban areas are actually speaking out now. You know, and that was that took that took a lot right there just for the, that that to be said. Right. I was like, unbelievable. Right, I agree. Um, I I have a friend, even her job, they acknowledge that minorities are underpaid, and she she was offered one amount, and and another person spoke up and said, "No, you bring." Caucasians is at a higher rate, you're going to give her the same thing. So I think companies are also looking at their, you know, the pay pay scale, how the pay is different. So the Black Lives Matter did open up a lot of different avenues of change. So I, that's my mm-hmm. thought on that. Mm-hmm. Definitely, Yolanda, definitely. So, um, Moving right along, the Black race has dealt with a lot in the year 2020 with the killings of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and Ahmaud Arbery. Black people having to riot in order to be heard all during a global pandemic. 
Many lost loved ones due to COVID. Many lost their jobs and homes. It is like, how much can our culture take? Yeah, that that there, that's a very emotional one right there. You know, because we have dealt, you know, the Black race has definitely dealt with a lot in 2020, a lot. That was the most, oh my, disheartening year I think I can ever remember, period. We lost a lot of people. A lot of things went on. It seems like the Black lives was just disvalued repeatedly, you know, by, you know, um, law enforcement, you know, and to just to just to see that, you know, whether it's on TV or whatever, it just it broke our hearts. We just felt so disvalued, just so empty. Sometimes I think we all felt helpless. Like, you know, what, what can we do? That's why many people were traveling to different parts of the state just to protest, to do their part, you know, to help out whatever it, whatever it may have been. You know, this was, it was just a really, really trying time on top of, you know, COVID, it, you know, people where people were dealing with anxiety, fears, people lost their loved ones, their family members, family members were in nursing homes, they couldn't go see them, hospitals, they couldn't go see them. If you had to go to the hospital, you had to go alone, you know, in the beginning of COVID, if you lost, if your loved one died, the family couldn't even go in there and see them. Not to mention that video we all seen on TV where they were throwing all those bodies in the back of a truck. And we all watched. Did you all see that? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. That was horrible to sit there and watch that. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I remember watching that. I was I think I was crying because I said, you know, to disvalue human life like that. Really? So, yeah, that was a hard year. We lost. And don't not to mention we lost Black Panther, (laughs) you know, um, that was disheartening as well. So it was just a really, 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 really rough, rough year. You know, thank God that we're still here. You know, we pulled through it. Right. I, I definitely agree. It, it it was like a bad dream. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, when is this trailer going to end? Um, there there was so many parts to the pandemic and, and just, and then seeing um, how many Black people lost their lives and the treatment, you know, at the hospital, I even saw a clip of where a doctor, she was a doctor, how she um, was denied um, treatment the way she felt she should have gotten. I think she was in pain and the doctor was telling her, no, you're not in pain. And in the way he treated her and she was a doctor. And it's just really sad how we lost unnecessary lives. I'm going to say it like that premature lives, people that could still be here. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank God we we're we're moving in the right direction. But at, look at look at all the people behind us that mm-hmm. yeah. families. I mean, hearing stories of how whole households dying from COVID and and then. But what I will say made my heart warm is when people came out of their houses, the rich, the poor, the average, everyone came together to march after. Um, George Floyd, that incident, that to see people say, I don't care about the pandemic. I'm going out there. We're going to march for change. I thought that was wonderful. Yes. I really did. I, I didn't agree with the looting and the tearing and burning things down, but just to see people coming together to make their voice be heard, I thought was awesome. Yes, it was. Yeah, that was absolutely strong right there because COVID um, 
along with our deaths. But COVID put great fear in a lot of people. You know, COVID shut down the world, you know, and even though we had different things that was going on, lives were being lost. We have many, many lives that were lost to COVID. You know, one of our first um, losses here was a guy that I actually knew, you know, and this was when COVID wasn't even uh, recognized yet. You know, he was the first one to die here and it was explained that it was COVID. Um, like you said, we, some people you knew, some people you didn't know, but at the same time, a loss is a loss, you know, for American people that lost so many people, we lost, we have a number that is so high in deaths right now, you know, due to COVID that, uh, our world is never going to be the same again, you know, um, and when I say the same again, I mean, it, it, it's the way people are being handled, traveling, everything. Everything is different for us now, you know. But um, you said something that was very positive, and it was absolutely correct. And it was no matter the fear that people had, when situations arose that people just felt like enough was enough, they put their lives on the line. Right. You know, they put their lives on the line to go out and say enough is enough something has to change and for people to do that Definitely. alone yes that was big that was strong yeah yep. that was powerful yeah that's true yeah, definitely true mm-hmm. well you know um my question is did black lives matter organizations help to give the black race a loud and more empowering voice on battling racism and brutal police brutality our thoughts on that uh, I think we've spoken, you know, on that issue, but just to get back into it, yes, it did. Black lives um, became a symbol. As we look at Black Panther, a uh, comment from Denise earlier, you know, Black Panther is a symbol, you know, of strength and justice um, to our people. And for the police and the racism that is going on continuously today, even after we've lost some great people and then for it to continue, um, that is scary. That is very scary because it's like, um, what do you not understand about a human life? You know, it's like, where do we, what do we have to do for you to see that we're not worth killing? You know, why? Why are you doing that? That is something that I'm I'm still shocked at and to continuously see it. Uh people are videoing, uh videotaping incidents continuously right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and some of the incidents are so horrific that you wonder why they haven't got nationally. They haven't went national. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's it's amazing. Um, it's very amazing. Yeah, definitely, definitely true. I feel that um um I would say yes to it. I would say yes because, you know, it definitely um, created more unity. Um, look at the chapters they have. There's 40 chapters, you know, around around the world. Um, so it brought, it helped bring more awareness with other races. Like we said earlier, you know, as well, it opened many eyes that were shut. Look at all those major companies that donated all that money that would have never done that before, you know. So, um, 
I think they definitely uh, were empowering. They still are empowering um, in spite of, you know, many opinions on them as far as what they're doing with their fund, their funding. I think they are doing a great job, you know, um, for the cause on racism and police brutality. And for that, I appreciate them and what they're doing. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, just to piggyback on, on what both of you said, they, it's a great thing and we we have a we still have a ways to go but at least we have started the conversation and more um communities especially like um frank mentioned um even uh people who live in the suburbs are admitting that there's a difference um before maybe they turn their head to it or would not acknowledge it but when you can honestly say this is not right i think we're making some progress Definitely, definitely. So, um, well, so we'll, we'll sum everything up. You know, overall, you know, I think we are doing a great job, you know, united, standing together, protesting, doing our part in the world, standing against racism, standing against police brutality, you know, um, trying to make a change or what have you. So, we, like you say, Yolanda, we do have a ways to go, but we definitely ha- we're not where we were before, you know, and everything like that. So, we're going to keep keep prayerful and things like that. And I know it has definitely been disheartening for anyone that has lost a child, a loved one, due to police brutality. I can't imagine how that feels. So, you know, we're just going to keep standing together, doing what we have to do. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I can't imagine and I don't want to imagine, you know, the parents, what they have to go through with losing their children but they just you know keep their name going like you know brianna taylor you know keep saying their names keep mm-hmm. bringing awareness Definitely. um and no amount of money is ever enough for for your child or your loved one you know Absolutely. all you can do is just try to make a difference if you do if they do win a lawsuit or something and try to help someone else right. or keep their legacy going mm-hmm. and that's exactly right too we have to just understand that this isn't over we have a long road ahead of us you know until we get uh the people to actually know feel and see our pain and it's it's working it is working i can't say that uh people aren't noticing it and that's one of the things that i'm definitely happy and proud about is that people are if you look at them lines the marshes it's not just us right right you know what I'm saying? The marshes is not just us. It's a lot of people feel our pain. Yeah. You know, we have we have a lot of interracial relationships. Right. Who absolutely do not feel right that any of this mm-hmm. is right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know, I was, so yeah. It, yeah, absolutely. So I was gonna say that too. There's a lot of interracial families. So yeah, they definitely they see both sides of it. Both sides. Both sides. You know, and and like I said. Uh, for them people to stand there and be with us, uh, we are with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. We are with yeah. them. You know, it's two different, like I said, it's two sides mm-hmm. to this. It's the side that agree and the side don't agree, you know. But uh, the side that doesn't agree, obviously, uh, hopefully they will come around. Uh, change will come for them, you know. But as far as us and uh, getting where we got to go, that's what we got to do. We got to keep on doing it. We got to make it, we got to keep sounding off. That's right. That's right. 
Definitely. You know, we got to keep mm-hmm. signing off. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. So we'll go ahead and wrap up. You know, this here session. Um, it's been it's been awesome. Great conversations. Great discussions. So we thank you for listening to Reaching Out from the Dark podcast. Um, you can reach us on Spotify. You can reach us on Anchor Radio Public iHeartRadio, and definitely check us out on YouTube. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button.